0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Fitness Solution. Now, this week on The Fitness Solution, I have a very special week lined up for you as I've managed to sit down with two fantastic human beings on separate episodes to discuss mental health and how we can all look after ourselves in a much more holistic manner and how we can just look after ourselves in a much better manner through lockdown and quarantine. So this week, I'm releasing two episodes. I'm releasing one today, which is this one with Mindset by Dave, who is just a phenomenal human being. Dave Cottrell, his name is, and he's very open, honest, real about his type two bipolar. And we have a good chat about that. And we have a good chat about everything in terms of mental health and lockdown. And then on Wednesday this week, I'm going to release an episode that I recorded with Richard Nichols. Um, He has his own podcast called 15 Minutes to Happiness, he has a book called 15 Minutes to Happiness, and he's also a a psychotherapist, and we have another very good in-depth discussion about how we can all help ourselves in the best manner throughout this period of time. So I hope you look forward to what I'm going to term the Mental Health Week on The Fitness Solution. Just before we start all of that, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has given the fitness solution a review. It's helped so much spreading the the podcast and everything else. Um, And here's one that I've just seen a new one that's coming, which is very exciting. It says, if you struggle with weight loss or in general, keeping healthy, this is the podcast for you. Adam is full of wonderful tips and easy rules to stick with. He's literally full of beans and his energy is very contagious. Definitely worth a listen for a good guide with helpful and simple information." Five stars from me. Well, thank you very much for that. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, then it would be an absolute joy to see your review on there. It would mean so much and it would help us spread such great episodes like this one with Dave Cottrell to more and more people. So without further ado, let's hand over to Dave. Welcome to The Fitness Solution. And on the other end of the phone today, or the microphone, I have the fantastic, Dave Cottrell. Uh, We spoke, um, we connected a little while ago, uh, probably about nearly a year ago now. And he came on, we did a podcast exchange back then. And he's been wonderful with his time to come back again today. And we're going to chat all things um, like we always do, mindset, mental health, uh, moving forward, and especially how sort of quarantining and lockdown and things like that can be playing havoc with some people and and all of these kinds of things. Um, So welcome to the podcast again, David. How the hell are you?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm really good. As I said to you just before we started recording, I'm really good, except for when I'm not. Um, yeah. So it's like. Um, but that's just that's kind of business as normal for me. I, I live with type two bipolar disorder, so I'm always. I have a super excellent um or super not. I could describe it as having Tigger and Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh both living <laughs> inside my head at the same time. Um, and that's one way in which lockdown has been affecting me is the fact that it used, it used to be weeks that, or even months that I'd cycled between Tigger and Eeyore. And sometimes I'm cycling between the two in a day. <laughs> well, right. both of them twice in a day now. So, But right now, obviously, happy to see you again. Happy to be here Thank chatting you. and um, feeling good. So yeah. thanks for having me on
0: my absolute my absolute pleasure i uh i realized i called you david when i introduced you i'm sorry uh, about it's,
1: that it was very formal um, but you are wearing your <laughs> specs so it, like well, it just yeah, feel I like know. business <laughs> i'm
0: in posh mode aren't i um
1: yeah i put so, mine on but they've still got my old lenses in them and I'd um, everything would go blurry
0: fair enough um well i'm sorry that it's kind of it's really up and down at the minute for you that's uh that can't be fun and, um, unless obviously if you're really good, I bet it's great, but then when you're not, I suppose, you know, it's only a matter of time until you get hit on the other side again. Right.
1: Um, I, tr- you know what, if, if I was looking at this through the same lens as I was when I was, you know, in my late teens, early 20s that was how I used to talk to myself it's like I'd always say when I was low it's always like this and when I was up I'd say to myself oh well it's going to come crashing down sooner or later um I kind of accepted for what it is now and if, if I look at it big picture I am I'm more up than down way more up than down um, and I do exist in the middle sometimes as well which again as a teenager I never really seemed to experience that if it happened I kind of you know just kind of filtered it out really it's like nope these these are the two versions of me and they're the only thing that exists so um yeah it's um it's definitely, it's definitely kind of more up than down if we look at the big picture. And, you know, thanks to years and years of kind of working with my own mental health, I feel much more equipped and much more accepting of it when it's down. And, you know, the, the phrase that I used to use when I was in my late 20s, when I first started getting to grips with this, was this too shall pass. I just found myself having to use that phrase a little bit more often than, than well, than I would normally. So it's all completely manageable. I am um, I'm, I'm extremely high from functioning at the moment with it. It's not debilitated me once. So the, the intensities aren't maybe there that they would be and that they have been in the past. I wouldn't say that I've had any actual periods of depression itself through this period. I would say I've had borderline depression, like really, really low mood that could dip into a depression, but nothing that's been particularly long lasting and nothing that's taken the wind out of my sails for more than sort of half a day at most.
0: That's great. That's great to hear that you know, you're you're coping with it. There's so much in that that I wanted to ask you about. I was like, firstly, what do you think it is about being in lockdown that's caused this change? What is it about being, is it just yeah. being in the house, being trapped? I know you mentioned when we was talking offline about you being a people person. Does that mm-hmm. lead, lead into it? Um, because I, I don't know why, but I've always kind of thought people who ha- struggle a lot with their mental health generally move away from people as opposed to towards people. Um, so, I thought that might that might be a good thing i, I don 't know but yeah
1: yeah i mean that's, that's a really, that's a really really valid question to be perfectly honest um and in terms of in terms of bipolar um I'd, i you know one thing I would say is that everyone that struggles with their mental health, their struggle is different even even some people with bipolar will listen to me talk and be like that 's not how I see my bipolar it 's like I remember um watching um what's the what was the show homeland then and, and in that um carry the main the main character her her character has bipolar and i always watched that and i was like well that's not that's not like my bipolar and then um recently i watched Grey's anatomy which i I have a love hate relationship with really i loved it for the first like six seasons and then i hated it and now i watch it because i've invested 14 years of my life into watching it so i'm never going to stop um but one of the characters in that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, the in the newest episodes, um, without you know, don't not want to spoil it for anyone, but in the newest episodes, one of the one of the main characters, they suspect he he has bipolar, and the way they are portraying it, oh, there was a, the episode I watched on Sunday, just nearly devastated because it's so it's so accurate for like how I experience it, like like the when it with the, with the mania the top part of it you feel like a superhero that's like you're full of energy you can totally and utterly save and take on the whole world you know um and at the depression side of it that's when you feel I feel completely ineffective, as if everything I'm doing is pointless and as if there's absolutely just well, just no point to anything I'm doing. And and it's it's a distorted sense of reality in both in both situations. You know, yes, even I do believe that I can actually make a massive positive impact on the world and on the people that I come into contact with. But saving the world, well, that's a distortion of that. And at the same time, some days, um, I'm not being particularly effective or I'm not doing certain things, um, but, but saying that I'm not doing anything or I'm not impacting anyone. Um, I'll put this across to you. It's like as a personal trainer, if you think about the fact that if you think that your worth as a personal trainer is only during the hour that you're with that person you're kind of missing out on the main point aren't you because it's we it but we don't we accept that that hour is is useful to that person because they're there in front of us and we're connecting with that person but the things you've said to that person the things that you've helped that person achieve within that hour they resonate through the rest of that person's life and through the rest of the, that person's day so the idea that our values, like I have this distortion again of thought that says the value I have stops the second I'm off the phone. You know, the value I have for you right now will stop the second we um, we we stop here and record on this podcast, and then I'll forget. You know, and I say I will forget. This is historically how I look at things. I'll forget that someone might hear this six years from now and get some value from it, or someone might hear it on day one, not act upon what they hear on day one, but act upon it six months later, and you know, in this world of where we are virtually accessing each other and where we put things up, it's very difficult to kind of get the the feedback that, tells you otherwise so for me being a people person when i'm at that bottom end i don't want to be around people it's not that i don't want to be around people it's actually i don't think people want to be around me i don't think i'm worthy of being around people and i don't want my mood to bring them down that's why i actually like to talk about tigger and eeyore because the thing with eeyore is no matter how low eeyore was no matter how much of a sad sack he was everyone wanted him still there and they accepted him for the fact that he's still there and he still went out on adventures he may have been that's okay I'm just a donkey, not that anybody cares. You know, he may, he may have been like, like that, but people accepted him for that. And that's, um, that's one of the things I sort of came into with my friend circles in the last sort of four or five years. We'd have this thing where if I was feeling that low mood, I'd just, I, rather than not go to something, I'd say to them, look, I'm coming, but this is how I'm feeling. And if I'm not myself today, if I'm a bit short with you, or if I'm not as energetic as you used to experiencing me, it's nothing to do with you. It's just the way I'm feeling. And it, having that conversation with my friends was one of the most liberating things because it, all, it gave me permission to not have to be okay. If, if I didn't need, you know, if, if the need be. And the thing is hardly I'm not even, I don't even think I can think of one situation where I've had that conversation and I've not gone on to be okay, but I can think of plenty of situations where I didn't have that conversation. Um, and then I, and then I, you know, and then basically I'm trying to hide how I'm feeling the whole time. And then I'm more snappish and then the, and I want to, and I feel like I want to escape from the situation. And that whole sort of snowball effect happens there. That was a complete non-answer to your question, <laughs> which is, I was just which down, is, I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I'll get, I do remember the question. You'll be glad to know. Um. So the question, the question is, why do I think uh, that? That was just obviously my experience of it. But the what I would say in terms of the majority of people I work with, we have to understand that stress is always playing a role in any mental illness. It's always playing a role in, and whether that is mental, sorry, mental illness, mental health, mental fitness, whatever we want to call it, um, in for every single one of us, regardless of whether we are, have a condition or not, stress is always playing a role in our outlook, our mindset. Um, And I'm going to hold up my glass to the camera. I know obviously this is going on the podcast, but for the podcast listeners, I have a half full glass right now. And that's kind of how what the current situation has done to people. It's half-filled their glass with stress. So, like whilst we're all thinking about lockdown, or we're thinking about not being able to get close to our families, or we're thinking about how's this going to impact us financially, how's this going to impact our health? Who are the at-risk people? All of those things are the level our stress levels are automatically at about, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50%, different for each person. But there's already some stress in that container. So as a result, each one of us, let's say you know, you were normally you, you woke up in the morning at 10% stress and you've got 90% left that you can go in for this for that day. Well, let's say that you're you know, you're you wake up in the morning, you're at 50% stress because you've done what I did before bed last night and read the World Health Organization <laughs> updates. Um, then you're already at 50% stress. So when you wake up in the morning, it's not that you your ability to cope with any with things is is different it's not like the the difficulty level of the things that you have to do is is just dramatically changed or like overnight what it is is that you've already got so much on the plate you've already got so much fill in that container that now when you do have like a bit of a disagreement with the colleague at work because you've had to put it in an email whereas you've lost all the non verbal communication and stuff and so you, you you misunderstand one another or when you've got a juggle that whilst homeschooling the kids or whatever it might be it's all filling up so much quicker and when that stress when that stress container fills up we we become symptomatic and symptomatic sounds very clinical but by symptomatic i mean we you know symptomatic for some people can mean screaming into a pillow symptomatic for other people can mean reaching for a bottle of beer or a glass of gin or a bar of chocolate or six easter eggs so you know it's like it's it's that those are all different ways in which a person (laughs) <laughs> well it's like you've got an easter egg beard right now <laughs> I actually just finished mine oh, <laughs> I man. finished mine literally before we came on this call um, so, so yeah it's, um, each person um, each person basically will react once that stress container is full and yeah there are more stresses going into it but there's also, so there's an, also an underlying stress in there every single day right now which is the change and the uncertainty
0: yeah and it is extremely uncertain, isn't it? So how oh, yeah, do we, totally. I mean, how do we go forward from that? So if it's, so you, you basically, your reasoning is that it, it all comes down to stress.
1: I I'm never so bold as to say it all comes down okay. to stress. Well, um, I would say that <laughs> stress, stress is all, yeah. Water. So stress, so stress, stress is, um, stress is, a, a, is definitely a, a factor. One of the other big factors that I would say right now is um, it's just something that's always been there, but it's been coming exacerbated and is comparison. So like let's say there are people that are handling lockdown better than others Mm -hmm. yeah there are people that are putting on um you know putting on fitness classes like yourself or putting on putting extra videos on like me and people can look at that and go well they're handling lockdown better than me because i couldn't possibly think of doing all that right now there are people who are homeschooling their kids like or, or at least appearing to homeschool their kids on instagram to the best of their abilities there are people again like me who's learning russian i was supposed to be going to spend some time with my family that speak russian um in in july which i'm probably not now, but and who knows? So I was doing that before lockdown, and I just carried on with it. But um you know, there are people that are achieving various different things. There are, you know, there's, there's the, the guy who ran a marathon in his living room and stuff. I know, I saw that. And um, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. comparison plays comparison plays a huge role um in our lives in terms of like, we, what often it's like we compare ourselves to what? Like, there's that expression, "Don't compare your your your, your outtakes to someone else's highlight reel," you know. Mm-hmm. Know, yeah. as a as a former actor yourself, that re- that metaphor probably sits whoa, with whoa, you whoa, quite whoa, nicely. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Less of so, the former. So, former actor, still actor. Sorry. Yeah. Still <laughs> actor. Try, try, I thought I I've, I've seen your Instagram... I've seen your Instagram lives. You are an actor. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like you, you definitely, you know, actually what you said to me when I showed you the microphone before we started and you said, you, you actually said to me, you used to be a sound whiz. So now we're one yeah, off. We never okay, stopped. Okay, that's fair. That's we, ne- fair. we never st- these, these skills, it's one of the things I actually thought after our conversation last time, these skills, they don't just go away. No. You know, what I've, what I've continued to watch your content over it, like since we first connected. And I'm like, the things that you learn from acting and stuff like that you put into your work, the same wow. as the things i i learned from being a musician i put into mind because mu- musicians it's not just about playing the notes completely flat and like like and on time that's not it you don't want to you want to mess with the volume you want to like yeah. rise and fall you want to play with the tempo you want to push and pull um and you want to use all those elements and i use those type of elements in my voice and in my delivery when i give presentations i don't call it presenting i call it performing yeah. so it's... um it's yeah that's that was a tangent and a half wasn't it I know. So.
0: well I was, no, I was just about to i was just about to jump on that and um say i'm like right now i feel like i feel like I, I know on your podcast we spoke about that and i said to you how much i use my acting background in my work with my clients one-on-one and that but now i really feel like online i'm getting it across a lot better as well with my posts like and as i'm growing more into being the gym starter um the more of that is coming into, like I'm able to encompass that and work with it as well. And it's, it's great. It's a lovely feeling. Like just last week, I did a video on the three circles of concentration by Konstantin Stanislavski. Mm-hmm. And to go back and to, to experience my past and let that inform my present is a really freeing and wonderful feeling. You know, it's not like, you know, I think people have a habit of putting their life in boxes. Yeah, And and like, oh no, that was, that was then. And this is now. But you have to allow that past to influence your present and, and, and work with it. And it's going to keep you dynamic and it's going to keep you connected to really who you are. Because deep down, I'm always going to be an actor. I'm always going to be that person. Yeah. And by staying, by keeping that influence into my work now, I feel like I'm never letting go of that. And I feel like all my hard graft at drama school and stuff was well worth it.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I have this conversation often with people who want to change their direction. And the, the first thing we say is, oh, the thing I did before was well, all wasted now. It's, I did that for nothing. It's like, no, you didn't. There is like, you know, the, the person like... <sighs> I talk about communication, right? Communication online versus communication face-to-face are two separate skills. But the two separate skills in the way that play in snooker and pool are two separate skills, right? They have underlying principles. And everything we learn has underlying principles that overlaps with something else. And if you nail those principles, like, the nail, like, like with acting, you know, timing, getting into character, using your posture and using your body language to suggest the things that you're actually saying as well as your voice, learning nonverbal communication, you know, even down to learning how to use props and costume to create an actual, to create a character. You know, again, I watched your stuff and I've seen you as the newsreader. I've seen you, um, <laughs> I've seen you as the gym starter. the poli- um, You went a little bit Jonathan Pye in one of them.
0: Oh, I, did, <laughs> I did literally rip Jonathan Pye off. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so, denying that. I was hoping I, he might drop me a message, but he didn't.
1: Are you are you getting a little bit freaked out by how closely I've been watching? Uh, yeah, like, just <laughs> a little bit. It's like it's strange. We put these things online, but we don't ever expect anyone's paying as much attention to them as well. That's that. But, all yeah. I
0: would say, is don't go on my TikTok account, okay?
1: Cuz that Oh god, now I've out. got to. <laughs> right. Fine. You've got to be the gym starter on there, right? Yeah, of course um so. I don't I don't do any. I I went on TikTok for a little bit and um it's a
0: tough place.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just didn't know who I was on there. Like yeah. I have a I, I I say I have a character, but remember when that, um, that who I am on four different social media platforms yeah. thing went around the Dolly Parton challenge, I believe it was. Exactly. Um, and I was just going to post the same picture because yeah. who I am on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn and on Twitter is, is just me. So my, that's, that's one of the things I love about my persona is my persona is me. And um, so like yesterday I used the words, my lovelies or darling and stuff in what, in a few of my posts online. And one of my, one of my clients was like, what's the deal with the, the words of, uh, the words of affection in there. And I was like, I don't know, I was feeling pretty camp and pretty affectionate. <laughs> so I just went with it. I didn't think, is this on brand? <laughs> you know, I just, that was how I felt. I was like, I was like, let me tell you my lovely, um, yeah. You know, I can't remember even what I said now, but ultimately that was just the way it came out of my brain at the time. And I didn't run it through. There is this mindset by Dave. Um, But when I went on TikTok, I was trying, I think I tried to create a persona and that yeah. felt weird. In fact, even going back to Instagram live when Instagram live or Instagram stories first came up, i would noticed that my voice is different. i like, as soon as I hit that record button, it's not me just talking to camera or talking to microphone like I am now, like I'm not using that same cadence and that same rhythm and it just didn't feel natural as I, um, but yeah, anywho. I know, what a tangent. Do you want me to get back to the question? The comparison, well, the stress and comparison. So yeah. looking at other people and, um, and feeling like, and not just looking at other people, but looking at who we were and what we were capable of before lockdown. All right, so you might have been completely on top of your game, especially like, like um, small business owners and stuff back then. Um, like I I know I've got a lot of clients who are small business owners and they were, they were hitting the stride with the momentum before all this happened and like really making, making forward motion. And that person, those people now, this has come along, thrown them a curveball that none of us predicted or knew, like knew what to do with. And it's like, right, well, everything, like, again, that whole thing is like, well, I can't do what I did before. And, you know, that's um, that is true. Now, the thing is, if someone is in a worse place in their mental health, they'll still have that same can't do what I did before. And they may find that the difficulty of the things that they do instead of being objective, like, you know, the hardest thing you had to do to that day was do, you know, a seven and a half hour work day or whatever. You may find that now the actual hardest thing you've got to do that day is brush your teeth. And that's still just as hard. And the and it's moved because your momentum's lower, your mental health is lower. And and then the thing is we we have this tendency to compare ourselves to the alpha version of us. So it's like, oh, you know, Dave, like best version of Dave could handle, could just could take this on the chin and just keep on moving forward. And like right now, I can't even brush my teeth. And I'm like, I'm finding it really hard just to get out of bed. Or no, and usually the follow-up question to that when someone says that is what's wrong with me? Um And that question, again, that that pulls your momentum down like crazy because when you say what's wrong with me, you've got three types of answers coming back. You've got everything bad you've ever thought about yourself, everything bad that anyone else has ever said about you, and you'll get a laugh off this third one. Everything bad that no one else has ever said about you, but you know that they're thinking it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So you know all of those kind of insecurities from back when we were when we were younger, and we're like, oh, you know, you know, Sally in class three A like thinks I'm an absolute loser. Does she? Has she told you that? No, but she's definitely thinking it. Now it's like having three groups of trolls lining up to abuse you. You know. And and the thing is, if I was, if you were to ask me, oh, Dave, what's wrong with me? I'd turn around and be like, mate, it's nothing wrong with you. You're a good-looking chap. got loads of high energy you're um you know you're always put everything into what you do and you inspire people you're doing great but when you ask yourself that question those answers aren't coming back yeah. because we like to answer that specific question. And let's face it, the majority of our the, the, our conversation through the day is not with other people, it's with ourselves. So I would say stress is playing a big role. Stress leads us towards things being a bit more difficult. When things are a little bit more difficult, we hit comparison. And when we feel, when we find ourselves lacking, when we compare, um, then we beat ourselves up and that, and that it's like, it's one big kind of, You know, there's a lot of contributing factors, but those are some of the biggies.
0: Yeah, no, I I hear you. I absolutely hear you. Um, So I suppose the next question from that is, how in this situation do we flush stress out? I mean, obviously we could say, you know, I could say to people, you have to go and exercise till the cows come home and stuff like that. But like you say, brushing your teeth is the number one priority of your day and stuff. Like, you're not going to get up and do a home workout, are you? And how, so how do we... Like what, what would you say to people? Like, just let's, let's try and start breaking the stress down and kind of start taking chunks out of it so that we can Mm -hmm. start to, to rebuild ourselves.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I would say like, basically we lower the bar, we lower the bar of what we're expecting of ourselves. We kind of address those expectations and ask if they're realistic and reasonable. Now, for, as a caveat there before I occur any further, if someone out there says, well, actually, I've got high expectations in myself and that helps me keep going and helps me get a lot of stuff done. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. This, this G- message G- isn't G- for you. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. This message isn't for you. And you know what? If anyone out there is trying to make you feel guilty about the fact that you're making banana bread um, during lockdown and you feel like you're kicking ass because you're achieving things, mate, you are kicking ass and you're achieving things. And this isn't about... This isn't about whether doing everything or doing very little is the right answer right now. It's, there's no one size fits all. There's never been one size fits all and there never will be. And I don't use the word never lightly. So, but for the vast majority of people that I've dealt with, and let's face it, people aren't coming to me because they're on top of the world and they and they want to just be slightly more on top of it. So my data set is a little bit skewed, but it's it is people like myself who find that the stress is a little bit harder right now, and the, what they're capable of is a little bit less. Now, this the same the same principle is true inside and outside of lockdown. If you find yourself in a situation where where you wake up and making the bed is hard, right, is that we the what we don't want. If and uh, how many of your audience are parents? Do you know roughly oh,
0: ma- a lot? Majoritarily, yeah. Like, okay. I mean, I I write everything with the thought of a busy mum. Okay, it's excellent. Like the target audience.
1: Yeah, perfect. So I'll put this. I'll put this in in a bet in an analogy rather than kind of just go straight into it. And it's like there's two things, right? Like, basically, the vast majority of parents have got kids old enough to have learned to have walked. Right? There's a few that have got just younger kids. Um, But the vast majority have got like at least one kid that's learned to walk. Now, there are two situations, right? One situation, the kid goes over to the couch, climbs up to the couch and goes around to take that first monumental step, right? No parent in their right mind, knowing that that child is not going to make it across the whole floor, would run up to that child, shoulder barge them to the floor and say, don't bother doing that until you can get across the whole floor, right? But we do that to ourselves when we're trying something new right we 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 get oh it's only one day where i got a workout in big whoop, it's only one day where i got my food okay big whoop, it's only one day where i practice the mandarin um mandolin not the, the mandarin's a mand- language mand the mandolin are like, like um what's an across, orange
0: isn't a mandarin um, a,
1: a mandarin is a type of yeah. orange as well i think it's a small one it's like a tangerine or a satsuma
0: um
1: <laughs> some orange enthusiast will be like no actually they're much oh, larger oh no
0: we're <laughs> <gonna unleash laughs> a beast aren't we and they'll
1: also tell me that the word for the true word for an orange enthusiast um yeah but yeah so I, I love that So yeah, that's, that's situation one, how we deal with ourselves when we're learning something new, how we deal with ourselves when we're learning something or trying something that we've tried before is a bit more interesting. Um, And the fact that, so let's say that child goes ahead and then makes 10 steps on the Tuesday. And then on the Wednesday, the child goes back to the the couch, crawls up, turns around and they only make five steps. Now, no parent again in their right mind is running up to that child and being like, Little Timmy, uh, you did 10 steps yesterday and you only did five steps today. You are such a failure. You're, you know, you're going backwards. You're oh so no, we don't say any of those things. And that's you go again, think of how we talk to others versus how we talk to ourselves. But when we're doing something that is comparatively not as good as the way we've done it before, we beat ourselves up. So we go, oh, you only brush your teeth today, and yesterday you managed to open the curtains and have a shower you're going backwards it's like we know what that would be like and how much that would ruin the self-esteem of the child so we don't do it and here's the here's the the trick spoiler alert it's dead simple not easy but simple don't do that to yourself either it's like in, but, and in fact, I, I hate actually don'ts because don'ts, the, the internet is full of don'ts, right? The internet's full of what not to do, what not to yep. say to someone with bipolar, or what not to do, say to someone with mental illness, or whatever it might be. And very few times do people say what we actually should say. So instead we actually sit there and choose silence. So what to do? Well, again, you know the answer to this because it's what you would do for that kid. It's how you would say, you, you know, when 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 my kids learn to walk, you know, my my eldest is 15 tomorrow. That makes me feel. I don't know, strangely odd, emotional, and old all at the same time. Um, like, and it's like, so I've been, you know, as of tomorrow, I've been a dad for 15 years, but like really I've been one for 15 years and nine months, haven't I? So yeah. because the second that pregnancy test came back, yeah, I was a <laughs> dad in changed. my head. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um but like, you know, well, I, when I, when he learned to walk, it was just like, Oh my God, you're so amazing. You're going to be running marathons tomorrow. You're going to be doing this. You're going to be, you're, you're so special. And you know, that didn't diminish when my second one came along and learned to walk. I didn't just go, Oh yeah, I've already had one. I've already that got before, one. That's yeah. yeah, exactly. I've said that before. Let me know when you can beat your brother in a race. Don't let the older one know, but the younger one can beat him in a race. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> the older ones, are. Uh, A little bit more like me, less, less athletically inclined, more like book inclined. Well, actually he doesn't read books. He watches YouTube videos and stuff because they're better, apparently youngsters. Um, But yeah, so we treat it. We look at that. I call it baby steps and happy dances. When we tell ourselves off for the steps that we take, we send a signal to our brain that the step that we've just taken was wrong, is shameful, or is not good enough. And then if you've been told something's wrong, shameful, or not good enough, you don't want to take that step the next day. So we, we don't ever build up that momentum and that mm-hmm. part of our brain wants us to get back to being good. It does. It's just saying it in a really horrible way. Mm-hmm. And the example I often use is I've, I've got these two friends and um, one of them will say to me, Oh, you're always so busy. You've never got any time for me. When can we hang out? And the other one will say, oh, "I always always love spending time with you. I know we're both busy right now, but do you think we can make some time to hang out? Now they're both saying, when can we hang out? If we look yeah. at it like, but one of them saying it in a way that makes me get defensive and Mm -hmm. say, what do you mean? I'm always busy. Whereas the other one's saying it in a way that makes me feel validated, loved and wanted. So I get my calendar out for the second one. And, um, and that's the same thing here is our brain is saying, come on, that was a bit crap. And you know, you're better than this. Let's go. And it's what it's saying is let's get back to good. But it says it in a way that makes us get defensive and makes us go. No, that didn't feel nice. I'm not doing that again. And what we need to do is go, you know what? I'm really proud of you for doing that today. I'm proud of you for getting up and brushing your teeth because I know how hard that could have been. Yesterday, you didn't even want to, and you did today. And I'm really, really proud of you. Like, do you think, like, let's see what we can do tomorrow. Mm. It's saying it, like, slightly different than that. And by slowly building that momentum, what happens is as that momentum then goes up, the difficulty level of those things comes back down again. And you find yeah. yourself like, like I said to you at the beginning of this call, I'm, I'm, I'm high functioning right now. I'm not yeah. when, I'm dep- when I'm super depressed, I'm not. And I've, I live in that position, you know, I live in that position sometimes where I'm so depressed that I'm not tearing up for anything. And the other thing I suppose actually from that experience, I would say is giving yourself permission to have the time off, giving yourself permission to have the downtime because... If you imagine like, you know, a, a sort of someone who, let's say a kid who's studying for their exams, and if that kid says to themselves, oh, you know what, I'm really stressed with this work right now, I'm going to go and play Fortnite. Um, but the entire time while they're playing Fortnite, in the back of their head, their head, they're going, you should be doing your work, you should be doing your work, you should be doing your work, you should be doing your work. They're not getting the relaxation that they want off Fortnite. They're not getting the relaxation they want from the escapism, because that was what they wanted. They didn't just—they didn't want to f- play Fortnite for Fortnite's sake. They wanted to play Fortnite for what it gives, them, yeah. which is escapism. Same as if you take some time off work and say, "You know what? I'm just going to go and catch up with the soap," or "I'm going to go and watch a film in the middle of the day." Um, it's not just about doing that action. It's giving yourself permission to do that action, like saying, oh, "You know what? I'm actually not going to." I'm not going to think about work while I'm doing that. I'm not going to think about this while I'm doing that. I'm going to focus entirely on that. I'm going to give myself permission to be here because you can take two hours off with permission and go back recharged, or you can take four weeks off without permission and still go back feeling exhausted.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did. It's, that's so true. I like thinking about that in my life, like it's, I find it very hard to step away from work. Like, I've always got my phone on me. I'm always telling clients to get in touch with me. I'm always chasing them up. I'm always contacting them. Come on, come on, what are we doing? What are we doing? Posting in my Facebook group. All the things that we do to keep things driving on. And it's weird, like, it is hard. I have to give myself, I, I physically, and sometimes I have to be forced. Um, not forced, that makes it sound very brutal. But I have to be very encouraged and reminded of, who I'm with, when I'm with them, and that I should be giving them my attention mm-hmm. as opposed to as opposed to constantly being sucked towards my phone, which is down here recording. Hence I'm going that way. Um yes. but like one thing you said in the middle of that is like the word you mentioned the word only, mm. and I hate the word only. And the reason yeah. I, I hate it is because the amount of times I have a client come to me and say, I only lost three pounds this week, and then yeah. they'll say that to me five weeks on the trot, and I'll be like, what are you talking about? Why, why, why is the word only you're just, all you're doing by putting that in there is completely taking away your actual wins. And that's not good. You know? Um, and yeah. And then I think the overriding thing is, is it, it's terrifying how I did put a post up on Instagram yesterday. It's terrifying how much comparing ourselves affects us.
1: Oh yeah, totally. Isn't it? Yeah. 100%.
0: And everything we have in life is about us comparing ourselves. Right now, all the numbers, we're comparing the UK to the USA to Italy and everything else. Right now, we're comparing our homeschooling ability to everything else. Right now, we're comparing the way our body looks on Instagram to everybody else, how we look on TikTok. To everybody. And it's just, we're just overloaded with comparisons. And it's yeah. awful. And trying to break that mold is very difficult. Very, very difficult.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, like prime example of where I've seen that recently. I've um, you know, re- re- just refreshed my podcast statistics because I know that you're in, you're in my top 10, you see, of yours. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you're, um, you're one of, you're, you're, num- you're, you're number eight. And don't, oh. don't say that there's seven people ahead of you. There is a hundred number and- eight. Yeah. There is a, there is 190 episodes below you. Wow. So, now the question is, do you take away the win of the fact that there's 190 that have got less downloads than you? Um, or do you take away the so-called loss that there's seven above you bearing in mind that the ones that are two above you are only above you by two downloads and four downloads I'm writing and, an email and, as
0: we speak. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you held the top spot for quite some time as well. Aww. Um, but um, that that wasn't the point of refreshing these statistics. That was just to remind, remind myself that it was the twenty seventh of February last year that I published our episode. So it was Jan, it must have been yeah. February, Jan last year that we spoke the first time. Um, but one of the things I was looking at on that is I've got the graph of my podcast growing over time. And if I look at the entirety of the listens I got in October, 2017, which will have been my first full month of publish of being published. It was 149 listens in a month, right? 149 downloads in a month. Then if I look at the last 30 days, the last 30 days, it's 1,379, which from 149 is massive, right? It's It's huge. Now, now, that, now, if I, if I had those two pieces of data, I would be probably the happiest boy on the face of the planet. It's like, yeah, it's been two years, but I've grown like 10 times in terms of the number of listens that I get to. Yeah, um, so the, uh, in February 2019, I had 2,911 that month which is nearly twice as many as what I'm yeah. getting in a month now. And in January, 2020, before all this happened, which, um, I had 20 uh, two and a half thousand like downloads then. Now, m- just before all of this happened, my podcast numbers that they were going up like almost exponentially, like the, um, the, um, the, the graph was just looking fantastic. And I'm like, Oh, must. I think I've finally done it. I finally kind of, I finally won or succeeded or yeah. whatever. And whereas from that first month, if I'd have had if I'd have had 160 that month as opposed to 159, I'd have been like, yes, one yes, more. Exactly. It's like it wouldn't have been just one more. It would have been yes, it's one more. And um, I thought going into this, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to double down on the podcast whilst, whilst we're in lockdown and, and all the rest of it. And what's happened, I've put three times as many episodes out but ended up with one third of the listens because right. people's, you know, it's not just because the value of my stuff's changed. Um, it's because that people are listening less to things right now. If I look, I'm listening a lot less to podcasts yep. um, because I listen to podcasts when I'm out in the car or when I'm in the gym. I'm not doing either of those things now. Um, when I do go for a run now, I used to do it when I went for a run, but I tend to run at the same time as my wife now, because that's when, you know, that's, that's when we used to be in the gym at the same time, but we'd be mm-hmm. doing separate things. And now we go at the same time for a run. So we, t- be, can you imagine just being like, you know, just shut up a minute. I'm just putting Joe Rogan on, you know, she that wouldn't have been.
0: Adam so yeah, Adam
1: Berry, Adam Berry, obviously. Um, <laughs> and, um, but the thing about that was even regardless of what that data is for me, I, and uh, like, I'm perfectly willing to throw myself under the bus on this one and say, look, having that comparison, even knowing all the things that I do, it gave me, I would say, a triggering reaction. And a triggering reaction is where before you even get to rationalize it you have an emotional reaction to it so when i saw those numbers i was like what have i done wrong was the first question that came up um which needless to say didn't lead me towards any of the things i've done right um <laughs> and so i asked myself that question and i felt really crappy for a little bit and then i actually sat back and a couple of people said to me that they're not really listening at the minute because of those reasons and i'm like oh crap yeah so am i and then i rationalized it and now that number doesn't bother me again now yeah. but it's like it's, you've got we've got to sit back and say, well, what's, what's really bothering me about this number? And a lot, a lot of times with the whole, I've just lost three pounds. Someone is saying, I've just lost three pounds. It'd be amazing if weight loss journeys started off where we lose a pound a week. And as we get closer and closer to our goal, we, we're losing, number, yeah, it goes yeah. up. That would be a perfect weight loss journey for most people. Yeah, they'd be like, "Ugh, I can't believe I'm only losing one pound in the first week, but I know the exponential growth coming and I know this is going to get easier the closer I get to my goal. But everyone would be off to the races then, right? Yeah. But the thing is, that person who says just three pounds, that's someone who's lost six pounds in a week before. I know. Like, and if that person lost just three pounds for like five weeks straight, well, that's just a stone. Know. You know, it's like, it's just best, it- one stone, one.
0: That's exactly what I
1: have to say to them. I'm like, okay,
0: when was the last time you lost that much in this period of time? And they'll look at mm-hmm. me and go, three years ago. Or they'll look at me and go, well, I've never done that. So I'm like, so what's the issue? Why are you, why are you cheating yourself of the huge win that you have? Looking, I, I, a lot of what I do with people is looking for your wins. Like, you've got to see them for what they are. You, you, you have to, I, like, I'm sure I'm going to title my book whenever I write it. You need less subjectivity and more objectivity when it comes to losing weight, because Mm. all the subjectivity clouds all of your judgment. It makes you you can't see the wood from the trees and it becomes a big, big issue for you. And so that's yeah, I I mean, that's what you, you, you have to be objective. And if you are objective, we take you back to what you were saying about the step by step progression. And, yeah. and how you can rebuild your day. And one thing I wrote down here was it's like creating a progressive overload for the brain. Yes. You know, like in the gym, you're going to lift, you know, weights and then hopefully the weights will go up. That's called a progressive overload. Increase the reps maybe. You know, if you can only brush your teeth for 30 seconds, do it for a minute the next day. You're building momentum slowly but yep. surely. And that's kind 100%. of 100%. So, like
1: like there's there's two things i want to say there one i want to extend on that analogy for you and there's but, so i'll come back to extend on the analogy because one thing you just said about subjectivity and objectivity yeah. um i want to do a little reframe on here which is something that i've only started doing recently because i didn't I used to let people cherry pick things i'm like no we've got to be objective and we've got to think about these right But one thing I've started doing with some clients recently is we use subject, rather than using subjectivity against us, we use it for us. So if a person, um, like if a person says the whole, I've just lost, I've only, I've only lost one pound or it's only one day or anything like that. It's like, like call me back when it's, when it's 365 days that I've quit smoking for or whatever it may be. What we do is, um, we look at it as only one day on the way in. And then we go, oh my God, we did one whole day on the way out. Yeah. So we give a different value to it. So that person who's like, let's say, I mean, and the first person I did this to do this to. That sounds so sinister, doesn't it? The first person I did this with was a person who was, who was, who was having binges every single day. And I was like, right, okay. Because we can't, we break a problem down, right? We break a situation down. We can't, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. If I said to you, you've got to, you've got to diet perfectly for the next 365 days, your brain wouldn't say, okay, I've got to do that one day at a time. Your brain would say, I've got to do all 365 days in this second that you've just said it right now. And the, suddenly the weight of that goal suddenly goes through the roof. So if we break it down to, okay, I've got to just get through this one day, or even I've just got to get through one meal, right? Or one, one, at mid-afternoon slump where I normally reach for my coffee or I've got to get out of bed one time from from before hitting snooze six times whatever it is I've just got to get through this one is going into it we say right all I've got to do is this one step right now rather than I've got to do this every day for 30 days before it's a habit rather than saying I've got to do this every day for a year before the before I class it as a victory I've just got to do this one step because really we've only got the moment that we're in and that's the only one we can control right now. So it's like, yes, I can choose right now whether to have the extra Easter egg or walk away from it. I can choose right now, whether to have a glass of water or a glass of beer, whatever it's like, we can choose in that moment. And if we think oh, I've got to give up beer forever, or I've got to give up Easter eggs for forever. <laughs> it's like we'll give them up for Lent because Lent ends at Easter. Exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but then, then we, we suddenly become faced with the magnitude of that task. And as a result, we you know what we want to do is we want to make that one day or that one meal seem small on the way in right? but on the way out we want to lose all objectivity and like and change it around to being oh my god i can't believe it i did one day I did one meal like and we and we big it up so those two things is like is is yeah it's a little it's a little bit naughty to be perfectly honest it's quite quite possibly like the, the breaking one of my overrules somewhere, <laughs> but yeah. it's been extremely effective both for my clients and for me. Is like is we go all in about the thing that we've just done. It's like and we we break it down. All I've got to do today is get out of bed. That's it. I never. Now what happens usually with that is that momentum thing. If someone gets out of bed and then they go, yes, I got out of bed, and and, and it, you know even if it is just more of a yay, I got out of bed. You know, it's not as enthusiastic as I've just gone with it. Um then that person might go, okay, I've done that. Now, what else can I do? And then they might go on to doing something else. And if they don't, and they just get out of bed that day, just again, that's only get out of bed that day. Like it's hard to say these words, to say these sentences without using those words. It but is. if that person, if the only thing that person does that day is get out of bed, that doesn't mean that that's only, and it's a bad thing. That means great. You got out of bed today. I'm proud of you. Now tomorrow, let's get out of bed and then maybe brush your teeth as well. And that's that. Now to go back to the, the, the muscle thing that I talk about, the mind being like a muscle all the time in terms of progressive overload. And that's the thing is like, if we think about a muscle, a muscle, Just in the way that a muscle needs stress in order to even stay the same size, you know, a a muscle needs a certain amount of stress to cause it to grow, but you don't, it doesn't need endless stress. So you don't just pick it up, pick up a dumbbell and start bicep curling. and, And as you do, it acts like some sort of Reebok pump and your bicep gets a little bit bigger with every single rep. Again, wouldn't that be beautiful if that's all it took, but if you just keep on curling, eventually there'll be a point that you won't be able to curl anymore. Now, if you then start forcing through that and use momentum and stuff, eventually there'll come a point where you'll injure yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, we want to tear the muscle down to a degree. We want micro trauma. We don't want major trauma. So, like, Because then what your body is giving itself is more than what it can recover from. Now, then you have to go away and recover. You have to kind of, you know, feed up, sleep, rest that muscle, not be doing curls every single day. But at the same time, if you never pick anything else up with that arm, you just let it lie by your side and you never use it, that thing's going to shrink, like, because it's not got enough work. The exact same is true with the mind. When we don't give the mind enough work to do, for a long enough period of time. This doesn't mean work, 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 work. You know, it's like this doesn't mean you always have to be doing something. But when we go for a prolonged period of, of what your mind is, of how much work you give your mind, we, it starts to atrophy it's what it's capable of changes. It moves. So if you do cut down from a 40 hour work week to a 20 hour work week, let's say 40 hours, like was your hundred kilo one rep max squat. Yeah. <laughs> and then one day you go in and you don't feel like doing the hundred the one rep max squat. So you do a 50, a, sorry, a 50 kilo squat instead. And you go, Ooh, that was much nicer. That was easier. Yeah. And that's good. And that's cool. If you do that for like a couple of sessions and then go, right, you know what? It's time to go hard again now but if you cut down to that 50 kilo squat forever and you just do one rep of that eventually that becomes your 100 percent. Mm. you know your body is like becomes capable of 100 percent of that of that same is true with your mind if we cut down from that 40 hour work week to that 20 hour work week, It totally and utterly might be what that person needs in the short term and again there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with any of these solutions by the way mm. uh, but if you intend to go to to want to work a full-time job again, and you want to work those full-time hours, or if you want to set up your own business and you want to work more hours again, it'll feel like going back to that full-time, that that's harder. That's 150% of what you're capable of when you go back to it. That's not because you're, you know, it's not because you, you're weaker or that you can't handle it or anything like that. it's because you, you're out of training, you know, your, yeah. your muscle, the brain has that what it's, what it's considered the, um, the benchmark for what it considers to be hundred percent has shifted. And again, if we beat ourselves up with the, with the, um, with the comparison there, we won't get back to there because we'll just go, well, I tried 25 hours this week and even that didn't work. So how the hell am I ever going to get back to 40? And no, it's not that. It's like, we go, right. Okay. i got back to 25 hours this week. Yeah. It was tough. Of course, it's tough. It's like I've just taken time off from running and I'm going back to my first five k again. Yeah. It's like it's like it's not easy. It's not easy <laughs> of course, but we, but we, and and accepting that, and accepting the fact that we do actually have to build up slowly. And again, that's not a failing in us. That's just the fact that we did build things up slowly. In fact, the really weird thing I was thinking when I was on my run this morning was, right. Here's an idea of how hard it can be to do something when you've not really when, you, when you've not done it before. We all, when we went to school, probably had like a backpack or something, right? And the vast majority of us slung that backpack on our right arm, on our over our right shoulder. And the odd person will put it on both straps, but the majority and some people will put it on the left, but the majority will have thrown it on the right. I'm left-handed and I threw it on my right. Go and try and put a backpack on your left arm. <laughs> like all all ladies with all, all ladies or guys with handbags you know again it's like if you want to yeah, it's like a it's uh, to, it's 2020 let's go for it um I have a
0: man's bag
1: do you yeah. right well i mean i walk i i often when we go when, when i go on holiday with my mom i carry i carry hair bag for like quite a lot and i, I carry it in the little crook of my elbow and right. <laughs> i like to i like to give a little shake in my tushy as i'm walking through the as walking through the airport it, honestly it makes me feel great um but this is the thing try carrying that in the hand that you don't normally carry it in yeah.
0: it's like, like have you ever tried doing buttons up on a female shirt
1: no but aren't they the opposite way around yeah. so that when you do when you do a button yeah. up yeah but when it's, you're facing them it's the same as if you're doing your own but if you try I to do their buttons, yeah. i think it's if you try and do their buttons up from behind I'm it's it's, 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 the, why, it's the opposite I, way around i
0: won't tell you why i wear ladies blouses but still it's, <laughs>
1: it's, really, it's really he difficult. likes the way they feel on his skin all right
0: <laughs> it's so soft mm. um but it's really difficult or like if you switch a knife and fork around mm.
1: Oh yeah that's it I was um, I'm left again I'm left-handed and uh, this is the thing I'd I've never understood about right-handed people is the fact that the implement that's going in my mouth is always in my left hand so if I'm <laughs> using a knife and a fork the fork is going in my mouth with my, from my left hand if I'm just using a fork or just using a spoon that implement is still in my left hand. But the, for right-handed people, they use the knife in the right hand, the fork in the left yeah. hand, but when they're just using a fork or just using a spoon, that swaps to the, 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 the other right hand. hand. That's some Jedi stuff right there. But you know, I'm not, I'm not even talking about learning to write with your other hand here. I'm talking about just literally carrying something with yeah. your off hand, putting a bag over that shoulder. It's, it's the most alien thing in the world. And it shows you that unless we do something regularly, it doesn't feel natural to us. Yeah. The things that we consider that feel natural to us are the things that we practice the most, and we didn't realize we were practicing them.
0: Yeah. So if binging
1: feels natural to a person, it's not that it is natural; it's just a well-practiced routine. I yeah. personally well-practiced it as a kid, and I could probably still do it and win competitions with it if I had to. And you know, it's like my number one rule is: we get better at the things we do often, which is great when it comes to something you want to be good at. But if you do something that you don't want to be good at often enough, you get really efficient at doing that thing.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm about to say, don't you? No. Practice makes permanent.
1: Oh yeah. Practice. Oh yeah. And what was the, uh, wasn't it perfect practice makes, um, oh yeah practice makes permanent was the Not, fact that yeah. what you practice the negative side of yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah
0: yeah yeah so you can do a bad thing a lot by practicing it and it's going to make it a permanent skill within yourself it doesn't yeah. practice doesn't make perfect it makes permanent i so,
1: remember yeah i remember this conversation and, you know, uh, it was, uh, one of got, my person one of my highlights from your episode, we've, that got, episode.
0: Um, we've got clients oh thank you um one sec okay um we've got i've got clients that are in it doing 1800 rep challenge Um, which is 30 push-ups, 30 squats for 30 days. And it's 1,800 reps. And it's amazing. I'm doing it as well. It's amazing just the practice of doing the Mm push-up every day. It's only 30 reps, but it's amazing how much stronger I'm feeling as I'm doing it, how much better it's feeling as I'm doing it. And then also, those who don't do it one day, it takes some ages to get back into it. And it takes some ages to get back onto that, into the rhythm of doing it again and again. And it's, and it's, it's just the whole, I think the of this whole conversation it just feels like we have a habit of constantly pulling the rug from under our feet. And that's basically what we always do to ourselves, isn't
1: it? Yeah. The thing is, we're not doing it to ourselves deliberately. We're, yeah. Again, that's something and that's that why it's practiced. so hard to
0: see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's something we've practiced and that's something that's become permanent, but guess what? It's not permanent. It can be changed. You just need to practice it in the opposite direction
0: what 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 a great way to i feel like we should finish on that i know um i i just got like yeah it was like and going back to our conversation on only you know you you win the premier league or you win something like that um in sport it doesn't matter whether you win by a mile or a millimeter a win's a win it doesn't matter if you win by one point or by 20 points you've won um And it's true, isn't it? It doesn't matter if it's £1 or £10. You're still moving in the right direction. You're still winning. And don't ever forget that.
1: Yeah, don't talk about winning the Premier League right now, though, because we nearly had it. I am a Liverpool fan. And we would have been winning by 20-odd points. (laughs) We were winning by 20-odd points. But no matter what happens this year, everyone's going to say if Liverpool somehow managed to win it or if they just call it as it is or whatever, no matter how it happens, Liverpool's first win is going to be picked apart by everybody (laughs) don't
0: you you just feel like it's it's the ultimate it's like there's something about the city of liverpool something (laughs) about liverpool in england that just it just never quite goes right for them
1: (laughs) well i mean
0: i I, i'm listening to a podcast at the minute um about that it's a bbc podcast and trying to track down the serial killer um who's hiding away somewhere. He's not a serial killer, but he, he's, he's a wanted man. Basically, he's on the run. It's called Manhunt. And they go, they talk about Liverpool in that. And it is, it's like Liverpool is a city that's just got battered all the time, left, right, centre, all the time, non-stop. And they just can never catch a break. And just when <laughs> it feels like they're about to get this massive break, it, it's then just slipped through their fingers again.
1: Bless them. Yeah. They well. have
0: only won the league because it got shut down
1: that's what's that's what's going to be said It, is, um, isn't it? yeah and um yeah that's no matter that I, I looked at all the different possibilities of how it could be finished this year the league mm. if it is going to be finished or if it's just going to like if the league's going to be furloughed to next year or whatever um and there is no way that i think i would not come up against other fans of any other club that wouldn't turn around and say yeah well the only one because of this it's like <laughs> if we'd have got a draw out of two more games, it was impossible, and we've only lost one and drew one all season. Yeah. But oh, no. hey ho! No. <laughs> I think I think anyone who looks at it in the
0: cold light of day appreciates what Liverpool have done this season. Yeah, but they never say that. They'll never say that to a Liverpool fan no, because because so. apparently
1: apparently we're a bunch we're a bunch we're a, well we're a bunch. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah,
0: time <laughs> to leave it on, isn't it? Awesome. So um, so well. Thanks for coming on, Dave. I think it's been a fantastic chat as always. And um, all the messages about building slowly, giving yourself wins, stop comparing yourself to people. They're not just true while we're in lockdown and quarantine. They're true for life. Um, yeah. I see it every day in the gym. You see it every day with all the mindset work you do and things like that. It's a message I think can't be drilled enough. Um, what would you say, Like, what would be your like top five tips right now to just get through, let's say to the month of May, month of June? What would be your top five tips just to keep, your mind strong to keep yourself um moving forward and to keep yourself kind of fit healthy and well in this period if you feel like you're struggling at the moment
1: yeah cool so first of all break it down so rather than thinking about it getting through the month of may getting through the month of june it's like as it stands we're on three week updates on what's happening with lockdown and stuff just just focus on getting through the day that you're in or like and again focus on it like the way we talked about before it's just one day and then at the end of it like yes one more day nailed it um you know use that to your advantage um one thing that i definitely wanted to talk about earlier but we just we went on far too many times but i love i love it was (laughs) when you said about what can people do for stress relief yeah Well, I call it it your takeout menu. You write a list of all the things that make get that relieve stress in your life. Um, And then it's called a takeout menu. So you pick one or two items from it like you would a takeout menu rather than feeling you've got to do all of it like a to-do list. So um, write that and acknowledge the fact that there'll be different things on there right now than what is normally there. So like, you know, if you exercise, if going to the gym was one of those things right now, if that's been taken away from you, you might find yourself leaning towards more, sort of harmful coping mechanisms like drinking or like Mm -hmm. um or like eating extra or whatever it might be rewrite that takeout menu and write down a list of things that are really good for you and that you know and also to any of the guys out there if you want to like throw um put in a face mask and having a bubble bath and stuff in there i tried i I tried that as part of my mindset challenge and love it so it's not something i would have considered to be one of my go-to things but i love it um that list doesn't have to look like anybody else's Um, bear in mind. So step that was number two. Number three is some days you might have to go do, few, do a bit more of that. Like I, it's like, you know, you talk about being your head, you know, whether you win by an inch or a mile or you win by one point or 20 points. Um, it's the same as when your head's under the water or above it, you know, Mental health has two, two sorts of phases, survive and thrive. Some days we get thrust into survival mode. And so be a bit extra kind to yourself in terms of that. And sometimes if you do need to just, just do, the, do your teeth that day and celebrate it, again, excellent. Because by celebrating those little victories we'll get closer to being back in that thrive mode and the day you wake up in that thrive mode you'll just feel different and it'll feel like it's a switch that's gone on gone on overnight but it won't have gone on overnight you'll have been creeping up to there, same as you crept down the other way um, you, social isolation is the absolute worst t- um, term for what we're doing. So social distancing is the worst term for what we're doing. We're not social distancing. So just keep checking in with your friends and your family. Yeah. Um, if you feel like certain group chats get too much, though, do mute them and feel like you yeah. can go back to them like, later on. It's, like, it's weird with group chats. If we were around the pub and we went to the toilet and, we, and like when we came back from the toilet and you wouldn't turn around to your mates and go, right, tell me everything that was said while I was out of the room. Like so I feel like...
0: Cinema. Yeah, it? exactly. to toilet. it's like what happened you're like you exactly. can't
1: talk it's still going on leave me alone <laughs> exactly um treat your um treat your, your group chats a little bit like that if yeah. you want if you come in and say you can just come in and say look i've come back to 60 messages is there anything really important that i've missed <laughs> and like, or, um, or otherwise just carry on with the conversation from where you are like we would do if we were over in, we in the cinema and um, because sometimes a lack of communication can be Stressful, but soaking too much. Um, and the final one: don't compare yourself to anybody else or who you were before. Or who you were before this situation. Yeah. You will be um, bigger, stronger, harder, leaner, faster—all the Kanye West slash Daft Punk things. Um, what again? One day. Um, That day might be tomorrow. That day doesn't have to be tomorrow. It could be when this is all over. It's, It's fine, perfectly fine if you want to sit down and chill all the way through this and don't learn Russian or bake cakes. It's also perfectly fine if you do, but no one else gets to decide which one of those is right for you other than you.
0: Yeah, great, great, great stuff. Dave? Thank you so much, as always. It's been <laughs> it's an my absolute pleasure. pleasure. It's been an absolute joy. I love chatting with you. I learn so much whenever I do, and I'm sure all of my listeners will as well. So, um, before we finish, like tell everyone how what you're doing, how they can get in touch with you, how to find you, what to do with you, and everything else.
1: Okay, cool. Um, I'm Mindset by Dave everywhere. Um, a couple of projects that I wouldn't mind having a little plug of right now. One is the Life of Day, which I was doing last year. Um, it was on its second year last year. It's on its third year now. Still running. So I'm still speaking to 365 people a year. I spoke to someone from New Zealand this morning. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so I'm still speaking to 365 people each year. If you, want an, if you like this and you want an hour of my time, just drop me a message on any of those mindset by Dave links, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to parents and teachers out there. There's something that I'm super passionate about at the minute. We, me and my friend, Sam Tyra, who runs a company called change talks. We do, we normally do um, presentations in schools for mental health. And obviously we can't do that physically right now. So we're launching next Tuesday. So I don't know when this will be going out, but it's currently the 15th. It's, we're launching on the 21st um, something called the mental health family hour which is aimed at helping families to communicate mental health, either between parents and children or teachers and kids, to so talk about them using the language that is accessible for a six-year-old and also for a 66-year-old. You know, we're, we're talking about that. That's gonna be streaming live from twitch.tv slash Mindset by Dave every Tuesday morning at 10 into schools and into your living room. It'd be awesome for you to sit down. If you're thinking, what can I do to my kid, with my kids to learn more about mental health and mindset right now? Well, we're gonna be doing that. We did a pilot episode of it last week, which was all about anxiety. Next week, we're talking all about communication and how to actually, like the stuff we've talked about today, actually, how you talk to your best friend versus how you talk to yourself. Yeah. We're going to be talking about a lot of that stuff because guess what? If you're experiencing those type of internal questions, so are your kids. <laughs> so that's, I suppose, the, those two things, I guess, are the ones that I'd really love to um, bring okay. people's attention to right now.
0: Well, I could, I, I'll because because of that obviously being next tuesday i have got an episode planned for next monday but i'll push that back a week we'll put this on for next monday so basically that is tomorrow if you're listening to this um when it goes out tomorrow tuesday the what did you say the twenty
1: twenty first 21st at 21st 10 a.m at 10 a.m yeah right. and so, twitch twitch is not a, a, a service that a lot of people Well, kids are more familiar with it's a video okay. game streaming platform oh, primarily pleasure. but twitch as in like you know Twitch.tv, yep. <laughs> um, as in television, slash mindset by Dave. Um, it'll stream live from there, and you can actually watch last week's pre-recorded one on there if you go to it now anyway, Fantastic. and see what the anxiety one was all about.
0: Fantastic! Oh, we'll link that. We'll link that in the show notes as well. Perfect, Brilliant. you're a legend. That's great. Dave. Thank you so much. Oh, from it's a, been an absolute pleasure. my heart to you, <laughs> I hope everyone stays safe and you all keep well, and that everything is absolutely fine up in Liverpool. Um and and obviously for the future henceforth from this moment so thank you for coming on i really really appreciate it my pleasure buddy i really 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 hope you enjoyed that episode as much as i enjoyed uh being a part of it as well it's always a pleasure to chat with dave he's always so upbeat he's so insightful he's one of the best people i know at coming up with analogies And they're so in depth, and they go such a long way, and they can really unlock a lot of things that might be holding you back. So thank you very much for listening. As I mentioned at the start of the show, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you could please subscribe and give the show a review. In fact, I'll tell you what, why don't you subscribe no matter what platform you listen to? But I think Apple Podcasts is still the only place you can review podcasts and give them ratings. So if you could do that, it would mean the absolute world to me. I'm trying to put in a lot of time on this podcast at the moment. I'm trying to make sure that what I bring you is the best quality I possibly can. And I'm trying to make sure that I continue to be able to get such brilliant guests on to talk to you. Speaking of which, we do have some amazing episodes coming up. So please don't miss them. People like Jordan Syat, people like Jason Maxwell, people like Richard Nichols, all kinds of people then please, 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 please subscribe, review and rate. Right. That's it from me. As always, have a fantastic week. We'll be in your ears again next Monday with the fitness solution. Peace, love and protein. High fives and positive vibes.